Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Extra Sauce with Greg Hill and Courtney Fallon. Now, here's Greg and Courtney. So welcome to the first Extra Sauce. I'm Greg Hill and Courtney Fallon is here. And this is the start of, uh, I think we... It's like the networks with TV. I think we have a 10 show. Is it a 10 show run? A 10 or show. Is that what you're saying? You said on my podcast. It was yeah. a 10 show run. 10 show run. This is extra sauce. I am and, Courtney Fallon. We can, we can introduce. I, yeah. this is, and this is Greg Hill. And we'll for, introduce each like, other. For those who don't know you, <laughs> you, you, you've been on the NFL network. Yes. You, you're, you're a journalist. I'm not a journalist. <laughs> I host a hack morning show on this station. I'm a Patriots insider. You are not uh, a Patriots right, insider. Right. <laughs> You and Tommy Curran are Patriots insiders. I'm just but kidding. I'm just on kidding. This kidding, show, kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, every week on this show, what Courtney and I want to do is uh, introduce you to great places to eat, great things to drink, great uh, bars to go to, great places in this, great food halls in the city, and Boston's becoming a food hall city. There's so much that we can talk about. We're going to do it every week. And on this particular episode, to start things off, we're going to be joined shortly by former New England Patriot Matt Light, who loves his food. He loves to hunt for his food. Uh, that, that's just he, the most mind-blowing thing he was talking about. Um, what kind of game that he likes to hunt, and it goes into great detail about cutting it up yeah. I, that's that's a different kind of hunting that's like caveman caveman restaurant <laughs> yeah, yeah, style. yeah well he likes to kill it and then uh get it ready with his bare hands and then yep. eat it with his bare yes. hands so matt light will join us in just a little bit and then later on boston is undergoing a chicken resurgence of sorts and and fried chicken is all the rage and we're gonna talk to the amazing people at a new place in Cambridge where fried chicken and oysters and pimento cheese are what you can get. And you leave there with a big smile on your face and you go right to the to the Peloton afterwards. Yeah, but, um, we had we had a couple of sandwiches in, in studio. And can I tell you that if you're if you're ready for some ASMR, yeah, that's right. That's how I say it. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. ASMR. Yeah, well, but you oh, need a Greg, nap. Greg's ASMR of biting into a chicken sandwich <laughs> should be all that you need to put yourself to sleep. Yeah, and and you know and and dream 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 well tonight. Well, after a good meal, you have you have to have a nap, don't you yeah. think? I mean, that's I think restaurants should have napping areas, so you can go right to the right to the nap. Speaking of restaurants. Um, Valentine's Day is next week. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I'm guessing that you are expecting that whoever it is, uh, whoever you're, you're currently dating, is going to take you out for a nice meal out at a restaurant. Of course. That, that's, what, that's the expectation, right? Yeah, the it, expectation. It, and I, I'm like just generalizing outside of myself and my personal life because that's, I mean, who wants to hear about my personal life? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, are you the type of person that like say you know Mrs. Hill? This is you know you you're gonna make you're gonna make two or three reservations just in on case. Valentine. Okay, because uh, I, I want to just kind of like bring this up. Yeah, this is like Valentine's Day restaurant etiquette. 
going out and stealing an 8 or 8.30 reservation at three of the top restaurants in town. And then not so showing that you up. Can, so that you can cancel the last two last minute is the worst Valentine's wait, Day wait, etiquette. Why do, why do people do that? People so, do that because they go and they, they say, Happy Valentine's Day, baby. Uh, Pick which restaurant you want to go to uh, tonight. Like, greedy. Do you, do you understand if anyone on, that sh- on this show does this, you should just be booted to H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. You, should be, you should be kicked to hell right away. Yeah, Please. No, I mean, Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I, yeah. That's that's my one Valentine's Day etiquette because the amount of times, I mean, I was just down in Miami for a Super Bowl and the amount of times that I wanted to maybe grab a reservation that someone, you know, was too drunk to go get their, you know, to go, <laughs> hey, they were at some party. and Like, people going... And canceling their reservations and not going. I mean, it messes up with other people's lives, too. So be kind to your open table. Uh, Yeah. I mean, open table is the best way to get reservations, right? Unless you know somebody. Resi Resi is the the other um, restaurant. Resi is more of a hot of an I'm not saying a higher scale I'm not discrediting anything of open table, but has like a very select few um, very like upscale restaurants that they have it's resi r-e-s-y yeah um and i believe that they charge for reservations that if you if you don't show up then you get charged for it see so. i think you, if you're not gonna if you're gonna make a reservation and not show up then you ought to get charged for yeah, it yeah i agree yeah I agree. And, and there should never be reservations taken for bar stools like i i cannot oh. stand I, who when you does show that, up though when you show up at a there's some places that take reservations for their bar seats yeah and, but i mean but i mean traditionally speaking it's always i have you always been in the notion that it's first come first serve do you like in a eating, lounge? Do you like eating dinner by yourself at a bar? I love it. Because I, I, I love, love it. it. I mean, you're talking to a girl who's a you know a traditional reporter, road road scout. Um, a lot of the times, you eat by yourself, and I, you know, I really it's kind of great. Like you don't have to come up with conversation. No, I you love can tell it. yourself how you know? great you are. Yeah, you can exactly. and you sit there. And if you want to talk to the bartender, do you like a talkative bartender? No, or you don't, no. You don't, oh, you don't. Please don't talk to me. You you don't want to share all of your problems with your no, bartender. No, I mean I'm not really so much. I I keep to myself for the most part. I don't I don't I don't I don't indulge in you know I mean if if a bartender if they're good at making a cocktail and they sell me on a cocktail and they nail the cocktail like I don't know if I'm like hey I'm really thinking about a Manhattan but I don't want it too sweet but I want to try this new bourbon and if they really like talk the talk and walk the walk and know what they're doing like maybe then I'll like indulge and if they have a cool couple of stories much like Chris from Lily Peas was talking about on our show about his travels um I, I don't know that he talking about his travels going to Colorado and going to uh you know drawing his stuff from New Orleans I mean like if you have a good story about why you like a certain bourbon and why that bourbon is distilled a certain way I mean like listen I'm all ears but if you want to talk about the worst is if I'm watching a game and they ask me my opinion on the yeah, game. I'm but like, you don't, please, like, just, I'm checked out. Uh, you also you know? don't need, in my opinion, you don't need a story about everything. Like, you know, uh, Number 9 Park is a great restaurant. Barbara I was, Lynch. I was just there. Yes. But the particular server I had had a story about everything from the napkin oh, a, to the water. <laughs> to the, I don't mind a story about the wine. I don't mind a story you, about you know, the, the swordfish, know? but I don't need a story about why, 
your tap water has been infused with Bavarian crystals or whatever. I, it can be a little too much sometimes, but like I, the, I know what you're saying. This fork yeah. is, a, is a unique fork that yeah, we found yeah. at, at it the was vintage forged, market. It was forged in, the, in a cave in the Acadias. Yeah, no. All right. Well, so Valentine's Day... Because there's a lot of guys listening who are like, all right, what should I, so they should get a reservation, one uh, reservation. One reservation. Uh, does it have to be like a a, a white linen, the four star? No, but, no. Okay. I honestly Place like the, no. They, okay. it, it should not because I think that like most women, at least for me, like I, I'm not, I'm not so impressed by how expensive a meal is. I'm more impressed by the effort that my significant other puts in. You know, if, if they just said like. Hey babe, like let's go out to McDonald's. I'm so sorry, I've been busy all week. Let's go out to McDonald's. Like, you'd have to be happy with that because you love them, regardless. And they're putting some at least some <laughs> exactly. effort. Exactly. So any guys out there? I wouldn't, recommend, I wouldn't there. recommend the fast food for the Valentine's. Oh no, Day, no, no! no. May, Don't may, recommend may, fast maybe, food. But maybe. No, no. All right. But well, at the same time, like. If any restaurant is nice. And if she complains, then dump her ass. Yeah, yeah. Because she's not worth it. Yeah. Right? Like if she complains about not being expensive enough, then her standards are way too high. And she's a brat. And let her go. All right. Good advice. All right. As, as with Valentine's Day right around the corner. All right. Well, um, this is Extra Sauce. When we come back, we'll be joined by former New England Patriot lineman Matt Light. And we'll talk to Maddie about what he likes to eat and how often he needs to eat to keep that weight up. That is coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now back to extra sauce with greg hill and courtney fallon on weei we're back on extra sauce with former new england patriot matt light who is somebody who knows 
how to eat. I, I mean, that was a part of your job when you were a New England Patriot was eating a lot and 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 getting yourself bulked up. Got paid to eat, basically. You got paid to eat. Yeah, and you know what? It wasn't like I came out. I mean, I guess I was a large kid for most of my life, you know. But then when I got into high school, it wasn't like I was the biggest guy, and I get you know, brought into this Purdue thing and swallowed a couch, got really competitive in eating in college. You know, they talk about like the freshman 30. Yeah. I went from 220 pounds graduating high school to about a year and some change later being close to 280, 290. I mean, it's... A it's a little gluttonous, like a, like a lot of mac and cheese. Yeah, so I do that. like to eat. Yeah, I mean, and then and then in New England, I I swelled up. I think my heaviest was about three twenty. So I guess that qualifies me as a an eating uh, kind of like, guy. During the season, how many meals would you eat, like per, per day? Yeah, and you know what? I think it wasn't to for me. Certain guys approach it differently. Some guys like ate all day, like continually. I just did massive portions during like your three square meals a day, right? right you yeah. know, so for breakfast it was just unbelievable. I mean, you know, most people would stop at like the omelet with like some toast and and whatever their bacon. drink of choice. Yeah, yeah maybe some bacon. Yeah, basically. We would double time that. You know, I mean, it was almost competitive to see who could have more on their plate. And when you're in, you know, uh, when you're in the the NFL, it's it's food everywhere all the time. I think. Probably the easiest way to think about food for us is is that when you go to work, you never leave, right? So it's not like the normal world. It's not the it's not the real world. So you get into the stadium and it's food right. all morning. Then you have meetings. Then before you go to practice, it's a ton more food, and they have chefs and all these people yeah. catering everything. There's snack rooms. There's they're throwing stuff at you and. And then when you get back from practice, it's immediately more calories and more eating. More food. Is there a city that you love to go to? Because And was there a restaurant in a city that you love to go to? Um, we didn't. Early in my career, we would go out a little bit. Um, and we would definitely try to hit up a restaurant. It got harder and harder to do that. So I would say, like, the last, you know, half of my career, um, we never really left when we were on the road. But... Tommy did get into this uh, uh, mode where it was all about getting dinner for the line. So he would call up like his favorite restaurants and have them cater something unbelievable at the hotel. At the hotel, yeah. Miami was probably the best because it's um, Shula's. No, Prime One Twelve. Uh, uh, Prime Prime yeah, oh, Prime. Yes, Prime One Twelve. Prime yeah. One Twelve. And so Tom would pay for that, and he'd have the and, and he'd have a massive meal brought over to the hotel for his O line. Yeah, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know, there'd be like the. Uh, uh, the bone marrow spread that you put oh, yeah. on your, you yeah. know, and yeah. it, it got weird at times, but it was always good. So yeah. often, offensive line dinners in Boston. Obviously, the restaurant scene's changed a bit. I know that there's some restaurants that might have been hot ten years ago that are, you know, now hot now. Moo and downtown, and what was like your got you guys' go to spot? Capitol it, Grill was it Davio's? What, what which restaurant? Which steak? I'm assuming it's steak. I mean, if you're offensive yeah. line, I'll see. No, they're all vegans. Out. <laughs> the awesome burger, um, or whatever that is, impossible the impossible. Burger, yes, yeah. the impossible. Um, yeah, which, by the way, I would say that today's NFL is quite different in terms of nutrition and health, and 
you know, what they eat, how they eat, when they eat it. Yeah. It's it's a little, little bit ridiculous. It kind of takes the fun out of it for me in some ways. <laughs> yeah. um, but when we are when we come into Boston, Capital Grill was definitely one of the go-tos. It was one of the favorites. I mean, we did a lot of, you know, our team dinners there, yeah. um, which were sponsored by the rookies. We appreciated that, yeah. uh, like always. Um, and... and, and and for us too, being in the Foxborough area, we would travel down to Providence quite a bit too. You know, so we always, yeah. you know, the sushi the, along the waterfront. Yeah, we would. You know, we we had uh, ten. Ten was a big one back in the day. It's where everybody kind of hung out. We had some of our uh, Christmas and uh, you know other celebrations that we would host there. Always a big food. I think sushi and steak were probably the the go tos. But you're somebody who now you like to be out hunting and and you know foraging in the woods. What's when it, when it comes to cooking something? What's the weirdest thing that you've caught and then cooked? Ooh, the weirdest. Um, I, well, I think most people kind of are a little bit appalled or shocked when I say that squirrel is unbelievable. No. And even don't saying it, even I say it. Squirrel is really like great meat. Well, okay, so I mean, how oh, many? But, but it's, it's almost like crab legs. I don't really like to do crab legs because it's like you smash it. So how much crab meat are you going to eat? It's like who eats the like sucks on the little yeah. lobster uh, like uh, leg thing and legs. tries to get the meat out do, of that. Do, I mean, you, do you suck on the squirrel paw? <laughs> Wait, by the way, no, don't, tell, don't do not tell Dan. Don't not, don't no, show this. No, no, no. no I know. I mean, I remember when she had little Chippy or whatever his name was uh, yeah. in the little thing. Does. And yeah. is he still around? I, I we yeah, hope she, so. Okay, well, we're not going to eat. Yeah. We're not going to eat that one. Yeah. But um, yeah, squirrels. Squirrels really good. I grew up, you know, a lot of small game hunting <laughs> uh-huh. in, in the Midwest, right? Yeah. And so going out squirrel hunting, that was just what you did, right? And you'd, you immediately immediately clean them. To me, the art of eating is is told through the stories of of preparation. Right, and so, however you prepare, it doesn't mean that you have to go out and kill something and and do from start to finish. But to me, I just love hearing people talk about their food passion as it relates to how they prepare, you know, for that big meal, whatever it is, or maybe it's just a simple breakfast. But they have a ritual and they have something that they do. Right? Yeah. yeah. For me, growing up, it was like, okay, we go out, and that story of preparing to eat that venison steak started with a trip up north. With the family, you know, with my dad sitting in a stand, hanging out. Then we actually get lucky enough to see. I mean, back in the day, to see a deer was kind of a rarity, right? Yeah. Even here in New England, back in the fifties, there weren't deer running around, right? They had to rebuild that population, and now we just take it for granted. But back in the day, it was like, oh wow, we see one, then we get to harvest one, and then comes all the work, right? The preparation. I love aging meat, butchering. To me, that is it's relaxing. It's like. You know, time away, and then yeah. and then the the real fun begins when you actually then get that product into your kitchen and you start doing all kind of cool stuff with so, it. So Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Will you go out to dinner with Mrs. Light, or will you, <laughs> or will you cook something? His, his uh, mustache in the studio looks like he's about to whip something up like Ratatouille style. <laughs> it's pretty French. I, I yeah. want to just take a picture and like put a baguette next to you with a well, smoking you should a share, cigarette. And you should share the mustache on your social on media. On social media, yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, it changed my life actually i mean I, I can't even look in the mirror without uh you know having some weird sensation when you have the mustache it changes a lot of things but it doesn't change how you cook and how you eat right 
I mean, that's, that, that's the good news, especially as it relates to this conversation. Yeah, well, it can be an issue, though, with sauce. Like, I mean, uh, if, uh, you know, you have to make sure that you're getting all the... You do. You so, if, if, what's your go-to meal prep? Like, if you're going to cook dinner for Mrs. Light. All right, so we're, we're Valentine's Day, and I'm going to cook something. So, my amazing wife is not the same as me, and it, meaning she is a vegetarian through and through. So, she's not going to want squirrel. So I don't have to share the squirrel with my wife, which is kind of an upside for me, right? Like, I get to have all of it. And uh, you know what? For me, it's going to be, you know, a really good pasta and a really good potato, because that's what, you know, Mrs. Light really enjoys. Yeah. Um, A good scallop potato done right. Oh, yeah. And and really blend in the cheeses perfectly. Yeah. Get that nice crust, you know, around the edges and on top, you know, that you cut through. What kind of cheese? I mean, you can't go American cheese. Bechamel cheese. That's what what goes in the... It's a bechamel sauce. Listen, when it comes to that end of it, YouTube or or Googling is my my biggest, (laughs) you know, because I never remember the the finer details of that stuff. I just find the ones that look the best and I go back and I store them all. But I love all the apps, by the way, too. I'm a big Yumly guy. Like, I like to, you know, track all the things that I've researched and looked up. And I always kind of want to do it different anyway. Like, you know, when you're cooking, it's like, okay, what, what ingredients do I have near me? You know, how can I, you know, whip this together and make something work really well here? And then you go back and you try to remember, how the heck did I do it the one time that I thought I nailed it? (laughs) What's your biggest weakness? Is it sugar? Is it cheese? Is it pizza? It's not. I I would say, you know what, because I can skip desserts. I mean, I like them. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, but if I don't get to dessert, eh, and most times we don't because I overeat, you know, a lot. (laughs) I would say that... um, the one that I think is the bread end of it. Everybody's trying to say no to bread. Everybody wants to say no to it. Yeah. I don't really know that we need to say no. We just need to eat maybe better breads. But if there's bread on the table, I'm crushing the loaf. <laughs> well, unless no somebody way. pulls like, me di- off. Like dipping Wait. it in olive oil? I- I'll dip or it in butter? anything. Or, uh, give me, <laughs> give me the Mozambique sauce. So- if there's Mozambique sauce Wait, on a table, by the way, <laughs> you love that, right? What like, is Mozambique sauce? I'm what about is, to walk yeah, out of here. What is, I don't, what do you, I don't, I don't know. What, how, like, I mean, like the I just Portuguese, think they, they, like shrimp Mozambique. Like, I know, but, but I they don't bring it with a bread basket. Well, I think we might have found we may have found a sauce I haven't wow. tried. Wow, Moz- Mozambique. So, so I thought I was the I've only never, one that didn't I've know. Never heard of that. Okay, so, so, please, if you, so please if you indulge. Could, if you could only have one sauce, mm. it would be Mozambique sauce. No, I don't know about that. No, no, no. But see, that's Greg's signature question. So you have to think about it. So at the very end of the interview, that's when he's going to drop it to you. Yeah, I mean that's like saying who's your favorite kid yeah i mean anna obviously but i mean i don't want to name names but anna but i mean so so mozambique wow you never heard so so i fell in love with port so where i grew up we didn't have we don't have diversity right you're either a city kid or not and that's only denoted by the actual city limits we all look the same we all sound the same we all eat the same stuff right it's cisco fried when you're out you know something cisco related um the uh, blooming onion. Right. It's a blooming <laughs> onion and done yeah. just in different grease, which makes it completely different from one place to the next. So um, this Mozambique sauce is one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. And when I tell you that when you get done with the shrimp portion of it, then you take your bread and you just yeah. sop up. Every oh, last to. little piece. It's like piece. mussels in a, in, a, in a white wine oh, sauce. Oh, man, that's another one. I love one. dipping bread in, mm. mu- in the, and never mind the muscle part. Right. I mean, but you, kinda... you have to have a good, I mean, whoever's doing that, yeah. there is a, there's a technique. Got a friend of mine whose wife is one of the best cooks on planet Earth. And when she does her muscles and she'll go out and she'll pick them off the beach, she comes in, she does this. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. 
But the but the dipping bread is one of the great rights we have yeah. as as Americans, and I agree with you. It's I, used to, I used to kill. It I used gluttonous. to kill a whole it's, bag of bread. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, listen, no, it, I feel you. That, it, that was my biggest. My mom was like, I can't believe you're like a growing up girl not eating gluten. You were like my bread girl growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it's like yeah. made her shed a little tear. And yeah. we should we should talk a little bit about your vodka since you're here. Matt Light and and you Kiel. can sop that up with yeah, bread. With bread, <laughs> but how did you disgusting. end up? How did you end up getting involved in that? So I had uh, a couple buddies of mine that had come to me with this great idea, probably 2010. So um, about my last year playing, you know, 11 was my last season. I started looking at what they were doing, and when I finally did retire. I'm like, holy smokes, these guys are actually having a lot of fun. They may they may actually come up with this. And then they came to me and they had the bottle and they said, Hey, look, you're you're unemployed, you're not doing anything. We think you could be great with this, and we're about to launch this thing, so let's do this. You know, let's have some fun. And it's uh lower alcohol content. It is. Which which in the in six years ago was an awkward conversation. You know, people didn't want to hear about that. Now you look at, you know, how the industry's changed. Everybody wants to go out and have a great time. They want to eat, they want to be social. But they got to get up and they got to get things done, right? And maybe they're smoking a little bit more and they don't want to um, be that guy on social media or whatever it may be. So the lifestyle is trending now more towards what we represent with our vodka. So Kiel is 24% instead of 40%. It's just the right amount of alcohol, as we like to say. And, you know, it's easy to drink without drowning it in a whole bunch of sugars. So it's a better for you kind of alternative to beer and wine without going all the way to 40% alcohol. And what's your go-to signature? Your cocktail when it comes to keel. Are you a neat guy or a soda guy or a I splash love, of cranberry uh, or like what? Just lemon. Uh, just lemon. Just lemon on the rocks with just lemon and uh, and by the way, if speaking of like eating and healthy and this that, and the other, I've gone to the high pH water with just a whole lemon squeeze in it every morning and it's made a huge difference. You know, like that nine point five yeah. or higher oh, yeah, pH no, water. Yeah. Al- alkaline water is something that's. I mean, think about it chemically. It balances your body and makes you feel better. And I'm sure if you're, you know, drinking a whole bottle of, you know, Mount Light vodka, waking up in the morning, you got to alkaline. You got to get gotta, after it. Is this like the ML seventy two method or something? <laughs> that you're, that you're trying, that you're trying. Yeah, I've never gotten a sunburn. What do you think of Tom right. Brady's uh, TB twelve method? First of all, you know, anytime I see any of that stuff, I say, "All right, hey, work for you, good yeah. for you, right?" Yeah, um, sure. And, and, and it works for him. So, and, and you can pick it apart. Like, I'm never going to do that. Number one, I'm never going to like keep a journal or be that you know precise yeah. in my life. I'd run out of paper. Right. If I had to keep a food journal, I'd run out of paper. <laughs> You'd be but, done. But, I mean, it works for him. It, it always, works for him, and it yeah. works really well. Like, can you argue it? No. I mean, you can say whatever yeah. you want about it. Like, yeah. I love to tease him, and yeah, I love yeah, to mess with him. But at the end of the day, it works for him, and that's how it is with everything. Because, look, very seldom do you have people that... You know, write those books, and that's all they do, right? So if you really want to knock him, you'd say, well, hey, man, you play football. It's not like you got a degree in nutrition, right? But he's with all these people, and he's always gaining knowledge on certain things, and he's figured out what works for him, right? I mean, I've been trying to figure out what works for me for, for a long, long time. time. <laughs> um, all right, so only one sauce. Yeah. If the world were ending, you could only have one sauce. What oh, would that you one, are killing me. What would that one sauce be? You're killing me. And you're not going to like this. And, yeah. and, and I'm going to get a little technical with it, but it's going to be a honey mustard. Oh, I, I know, I know you're not going to like it. I know you're not going to like it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I can do almost anything with honey mustard sauce. 
And I don't want to get weird. Chicken, chicken nuggets with honey mustard might be one of my favorite. Oh, French fries. Just did it last night. Oh, this. yeah. No, I mean, even even like leaving the, you, you leave the French fry in there so it soaks up a little yeah. more. Yeah, so it kind yeah. of penetrates the outside of the potato. It's yeah. the best. You can I do agree. a lot with honey mustard, and you can get creative with the actual honey, right? And then you can get really creative with, with the, the spice, mustard. Yeah, how much you know, like spice what kind of mustard? And this yeah. must, and, yeah, yeah. Well, it up you're dead notch. to me. <laughs> no, I don't like it either. So um, Matt Light has been our guest here on Extra Sauce, and you got a couple Light Foundation events that are coming up. So before you go, I want to let, let you talk about those. Yeah, we got our Bruins alumni game coming up March. I believe it's 21st. Um, we're going to be down at Providence College. Um, that's a great time. We got the Bruins alumni versus the Light Heroes. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. They won last year, so we'll see if they can do it again. And then it. we have uh, Fool's Night Out, which is I think this is like year eight or nine or maybe more. Um, Lenny Clark, his brother Mike, they bring in all the all-stars, Greg Murphy and Artie January. I mean, it's the whole crew. I mean, and these guys are legends. that's Patriot Place. It is. Yeah. It's Six yeah. Strings. We're at Patriot Place. We're going to be there on April Fool's Day, which is a Wednesday this year. So all right. a couple good events. MattLight72.com. You can check out all the, the latest and greatest. I already posted your mustache. You must Pistachio video to uh, the Light Foundation Instagram. So oh, don't worry. God about love that. you. Yeah, Good. yeah it's going to change right. lives. Yeah, I mean, and listen, that this the skeet shooting event always in Rhode Island. You guys do great stuff. Just make sure that you tip us off beforehand on what kind of food you're going to have at the event because that's very uh, Ooh, catering. By the way, food, we're going catering, big catering this year. Biggie, we're going to do a whole Ooh. breaking down of many different carcasses. Live no. at the shootout, really? no. at the shootout, and then all the ways that they get broken down, no we're going to be serving them throughout uh, the day. Wait, that no. sounds great. Oh, it's going to be insane. That's fantastic. Yeah. I don't. Right. I'll pass on the, the spoil. <laughs> no, this is going to be deer. Tomorrow, They're going to be breaking down big deer carcasses, which really? is really cool. Like you know, everybody oh. wants to know what, where their food comes from now. Well, you can actually physically get to see it happen and oh, broken I down. Can't wait. I can't really wait. cool. All yeah. right, thanks for being here. Thank Good. You. Thanks for having right. me. That Thank is you. former New England Patriot Matt Light on. Extra Sauce. We'll be right back. Now back to Extra Sauce with Greg Hill and Courtney Fallon on WEEI. Lily Peas in Cambridge is the latest restaurant from Chef Chris Parsons, who is with us on Extra Sauce. Thanks for being here, Chris. I appreciate it. It's good to see you, man. Uh, There's been a bit of a a chicken resurgence, uh, not only in Cambridge, but in Boston. What's going on with chicken? Well, I mean, we're uh, we're definitely riding the wave a little bit. Um, you know, fried chicken. I I think it's making a a big not a resurgence, but it's gaining in popularity because it's appealing to so many different cultures. It's very approachable, easy to love. It's just so good. It's just so good. It's but crunchy you feel, and but tasty. Sometimes you feel so bad afterwards, depending <laughs> depending on how, depending on how many pieces. Yeah, you can go yeah. through a lot of fried chicken. Guilty depending, pleasures, man. Lot, Guilty pleasures. Depending on uh, what's your thought. What are your thoughts on the traditional? It's, I know that's a southern dish, but chicken and waffles is the first thing that comes to mind. It's something that's eccentric and really making a comeback. Yeah, a chicken and waffles is decadent. It's it's definitely a dish that. I think if it wasn't for the tradition, I'm not so sure if it w- how popular it would be. Um, it's kind of a double starch dish, and it really represents like the ultimate of um, 
you know, against the sort of anti-carb diet that these was my days. Nick, that was yeah. my nickname in high school was Double <laughs> yeah. Starch. Yeah, it's uh, Double Starch and a yeah. pile of sugar with the maple syrup. But it's so good. It is so good, now, and it, it just what, smells so great. When you walk in the restaurant, you smell the waffles being cooked. It's uh, it's so warm and inviting. You guys have a unique way of preparing the fried chicken. Yeah, so what we're doing at, at Lily Peas is um, we're using pressure fryers, which, frankly, a lot of independent restaurants don't use them. They're quite an investment. But the big guys that we all know, uh, you know, the chains, they've been using pressure fryers for years. The pressure fryer, uh, we use a Henny Penny pressure fryer, and that was developed for the Colonel um, years ago. And uh, the one we use now is a descendant of, of that. And it really is, we, you know, we keep saying at the restaurant, you know, when we eat the fried chicken, you were saying how, you know, it's very decadent yeah. and sometimes you don't feel great after you eat it. Yeah. But with the pressure fryer, it changes that experience in that it's not greasy. It's very crisp. It's very juicy. And uh, something that happens when it, it fries under pressure, that it's just, it tastes a lot cleaner. And they had, I, I did a lot of research, a lot of reading on pressure fryers, the development of pressure fryers. And there were a lot of, uh, you know, experiments gone bad, so to speak, that I thought I wasn't around for. <laughs> you don't want to be a part of those. No, People no. People lost their eyebrows. Yeah. So they're, they're full head of hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. How impor- for those who are cooking fried chicken at home and, and for you, how important is brining? And, and what do you guys do? I think the brine is the most important step in the process. If you brine it properly... I mean, the pressure fryer is nice. It's great to have all the gadgets to be able to put ourselves in position of being able to give you the best product possible in the restaurant environment. But at home, brining would be the most important part of the process, I think. And how do you guys do it? So we have a very simple brine. It's salt, sugar, herbs, black pepper, you know, a fresh thyme, black pepper. We put some hot sauce in there. And it's just balanced, a little bit of sweet um, a little salty on the palate. You really, I mean, we have a recipe that we use, obviously. But if you mix up some salt and sugar and water at home and taste it, it should taste a little salty and edge of sweet. And then you can add in whatever spices you want. I recommend 24 hours in the brine. And then it's like when you cook turkeys, you know, Thanksgiving. If you brine, you're going to have a winning product. It just holds the juice. It infuses moisture in there. There are three different sandwich choices at Lily Peas. Well, we have we brought three here today. We have five. Okay, you got five. The, yes. the aromas. Yeah. I wish that we had like you could you could smell 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 of it. Yeah, that's this is, I'm excited for this. Yeah, so please we, indulge. I, I'm like I'm very interested. You got you got three bins over here, and you got different sides and sauces and. Well, we knew we were cooking for Greg today, so we brought plenty okay. food. <laughs> what sandwiches did you bring? So we brought first of all the lily peas. So lily peas is named after my daughter. And the second question is always, um, what do I have any other kids and do we have restaurants named after them? <laughs> and the answer is no. T- Timmy's got a uh, kick butt uh, Fender Stratocaster. So he was, he's cool he with that. He's, he's cool with that. Yeah, he's fine with that. <laughs> but uh, the ones I brought today are the Lily P. And that's just a southern take, a southern version of our yeah. sandwich. With uh, comes with pimento cheese and chow chow. And chow chow is, is basically like a, uh, like a southern vegetable chutney kind of thing mm-hmm. so uh really rich and creamy a little spicy and then uh, we brought the lower broadway that's our um basically uh our take on like a um nashville hot hot style chicken so we we make a um our hot basically what we do is we take the hot fryer oil and then we while it's hot 
pour it over spices and all the spices bloom, all the all cayenne and garlic powder and all these, all these, we've got about 10 different spices in there. We let it infuse overnight. We strain that. And then we literally dip the fried chicken in that oil. No. And then wow. that gets served with our. <laughs> oh, yeah, Craig is, Craig's uh, hungry. Uh, well, that's, that, that's his hungry. Don't <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> you can't just say that. Yeah, so we literally dunk it in there and then let the excess fat drip off. Wow. So that is mm-hmm. really the core of the sandwich. And it comes with a little mayonnaise and some uh, lily peas slaw or house slaw. And the third sandwich, we brought our uh, karage. We have a couple traditional ones and then a couple sandwiches that are. You know, from different ethnicity backgrounds. Yeah. This one has kupi mayo and kimchi. What's kupi mayo? So it's a Japanese style mayo. It has MSG in it, so it's got it yeah. really okay. has big flavor, awesome flavor. And the kimchi, it's made locally in uh, Rhode Island. Again, like big, big, strong flavor. It's it's a, it's a very deep and flavorful sandwich. Along the same lines that you know, a lot of people get a lot of inspiration for foods on their travels. What what's the biggest? Did you have you traveled down to Nashville a lot? I mean, I, I've been to Hattie B's. Hattie B's is oh. is a staple uh, yeah. for fried chicken. But is there any specific travel or trip or something that you could think of that really inspires you to say like, hey, what's this sauce again? Let me let me you know let me lick the bottom and see and figure out. Okay, like we need to bring this back to Boston. Yeah, I mean, when I travel or dine and you have something that's impactful, it always sort of. It, you know, it gets imprinted in your memory a little bit. For sure. Um, for me, as far as, you know, what, when I come up with dishes, a lot of it has to come, a lot of it comes from my personal, like, culinary heritage, if you will. I went to culinary school in, in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I spent a year there and got to know the cuisine a little bit. I would not call myself an expert on Southern cuisine, but <laughs> it's part of my repertoire. And then when I, when I left there, I moved to, uh, believe it or not, I learned how to cook a lot of Southern food in Telluride, Colorado. I moved out there to be a ski bum for a few years. and it's not ended a bad up, ordeal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. It was good times. And I ended up working at a restaurant called Evangelines. And it was a bunch of, a bunch of guys who went to Tulane. And all cut their teeth on the, you know, the big restaurants down there, Brennan's, Commander's Palace. And I spent two years cooking there and really learned a lot about Creole cuisine, how to make a proper dark roux and how to make great gumbos at Two Face. So that has always, those experiences have always been part of sort of my culinary language. And, and, you know, when I think about food and I think about ingredients, you know those those things have found their way in there, um, along with other other experiences I've had. You brought up the dark roux. I have yep. to ask, as a chef, if you could only have one sauce, what would that sauce be? That's a tough one. It might have to be crystal hot sauce. <laughs> I do tend to throw it on everything. Okay. Not, I don't know. I don't. That might be a cop out, but I, I do I mean, uh, right. grab it often I mean, for right. sure. Okay. But uh, but a, a great etouffee sauce coming from a dark roux. I mean, making a roux properly is an arduous process. Yep. Um, you burn your arms. You sweat. <laughs> you throw in. You have to throw in all the mirepoix after it's been cooking for about forty minutes, and it spits, and you have to. It's just. It's a very difficult process, and now I don't do it anymore. I have the chefs do it. I think it's important they go through it, and I've done it enough. <laughs> yeah, you've done it enough, but it's hard. But it's, uh, a good sauce takes time. It takes, it takes time. Effort and time. It takes time. And yeah. with that, I mean, the roux is is a very important part of of that cuisine, and um, you can't you can't take shortcuts. 
Um, I also, I've been to the restaurant. I enjoyed the pimento cheese with the Ritz crackers. Yes. Yeah, we brought uh, some here today. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the fact that you, that you utilize the Ritz. Yeah. Well, we, you know, some of the stuff, I mean, we make the pimento cheese in-house and we take a lot of pride in the process. I mean, a lot of the food we serve at Lily Peas is very straightforward. It's things you've seen before. I think what sets it apart is that we take so much care in the process. That said, pimento cheese and Ritz crackers, that's just an obvious choice. I mean, we could make some fancy cracker. Um, we know how to do that. Uh, but I'm, no, I'm no James Beard winner, but I might recommend that you try the chicken in a biscuit cracker. Uh, <laughs> perhaps the best cracker ever created. So All just right. feel free to throw that in there. It's on my list, man. Thanks for the, thanks for the heads up. So we want to, should we try some food? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm ready. All right. I, I didn't eat All breakfast right. today, so. Oh, right on. Let's Good. do it. All right. So on this show, we eat on the radio. You know, it's, not, <laughs> it's not the same, but we're going to try sandwiches. So I, uh, this is, which one do I have? You have the karage. All right. The karage with the, with the mayo. With the uh, kupi mayo and kimchi. All right. I'm going to try. There you go. Mm. Let it crunch. Sounds crunchy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this, the sound is prettier than the face that Greg is <laughs> making on the air. Oh, that's really good. It's impressive. You got your mouth around that. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> it looks like there's like there's different like wings. Like there's so much chicken that there's like little legs of the chicken. Like, but that mayo really is re- it's really really good. That mayo. Yeah, what, it and, has a deep deep flavor. Man, what do you okay. have, Courtney? All right, I've got the lily peas. That's oh, a lily yeah. pea with the pimento cheese. Is that your first time trying pimento cheese? No. Oh, okay. What do you think? It's very good. It's good. I. It's a traditional, like, really solid, very almost like smoky. Yep. Beer cheese kind of flavor, and the I mean, the chicken is fantastic, very crispy. Um, I like these little um, hot peppers that are yeah. On the side. That's the chow chow. Mm-hmm. So with all the sandwiches, usually, uh, so we use a Hawaiian bun, so it has a, a little bit of sweetness. Um, the chicken obviously has got its crunch, good crunchy texture, and then I usually add something creamy. And then something with some acidity, so it you know it pops in your mouth. Mm. But I really, I, I really like the pe- the peppers have a, a very sweet. Um, do do you brine these yourself or these? The, uh, the peppers, the cha cha, we make it in house. So it's a, essentially like a it's like a vegetable chutney. Essentially, mm-hmm. it has some sugar, it has vinegar. Yeah. Um, we make it with um, champagne vinegar. Really? Yeah, champagne yeah. vinegar, a little little sugar, and. Um, how bad have the uh, horrible people at Popeyes driven the price of chicken up and the and the uh, and the availability factor? I mean, is it tough to get chicken for chicken sandwiches thanks to Popeyes? No, no. I mean, it's you know, it's funny you say that. We uh, we got a write up a couple of weeks ago and it mentioned the fact that we use Bell and Evans chicken, and we got a call from Bell and Evans corporate, and they just wanted to confirm that we used Bell and Evans. And they made reference to the chicken wars. And I, I said, well, I didn't know. I don't know if we want to be part of any wars. <laughs> we just want to serve some good chicken. But uh, but we're aware it's going on. That's for sure. Yeah. Greg, I want to pass you um, another thing. Personal favorite. Cornbread. This cornbread that I'm digging into right now is so dense. I mean, this is like a next level. Can you please explain uh, how you make the cornbread? Because I'm excited, I just I'm ready to ready to dive in. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. So that cornbread is the recipe for that's a little unique, and it is a lot of work. Um, essentially, it starts with we use frozen corn kernels and butter, 
and then we slowly cook out the corn kernels and butter until the kernels get nice and golden brown and the butter browns. So you get this, the process there is like the very rich and fragrant. Yeah, very rich. Yeah, you have to stir it constantly. There's some similarities to the process of making roux. You kind of have to stand over it and you sort of smell it like it infuses your clothes and everything. And then once it's all golden brown, then you put it in the blender and puree it so you have this smooth puree. Then we fold in a couple things, some cake flour, um, this this product called isomalt, which is, it's essentially, it's like sugar. It gives the texture of sugar, but it without the sweetness, and then sugar. So we can have this really like chewy, sugary texture without it being overwhelmingly sweet. So cake flour, sugar, some baking powder, isomalt, and bake them off. And that's that's the wow. deal. And it comes out, we get so many comments on this. It's, it's really, I've, I don't think I've ever had a cornbread that's as dense it's almost like it's almost like a sweet cake would you say yeah, it's exactly. moist I know Danielle. Danielle from the morning show hates the word moist. You probably well, do too, moist. but it's but it's moist. moist. It's very moist. No, it's yes. um, it's more it's than moist. moist. Wow. Well, That's Lily Peas is open in Cambridge, and I heard rumblings that you're coming to the Hub Food Hall. Is that true? That's correct. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So way to go. We uh, love these it. sandwiches you'll be able to find at the Hub Food Hall. We're opening, I believe, at first of April. And there's a bunch of great restaurants going in there. I'm really excited it's to really be part cool. of it. It's really cool. I got a tour of the place uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's going to be a great place to go before and after games. Yeah. It's, you know? um, and it's a great it's a great forum for us, too. I'm really pleased. I mean, at Lily Peas, we have, we're a combination of fried chicken restaurant, a little bit of a sports bar. You know, we have dart boards. We've got shuffle boards. Uh, we've got a big brew. You know, we love the Bruins there. We've got a big Bruins flag on the wall. So does Greg. And uh, I could, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, right now now yeah. I know why this connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But mine's probably not signed by all the Bruins. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. I'm sure you get them some free chicken. They'll be over there to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And what's the best night to go? Um, yeah, I mean, any any night easier than others to get in? or Yeah. Monday, Monday through Saturday. I mean, okay. we get a big after work scene over there in Kendall Square. Uh, we've got a huge space. I think we have 160 seats, a big bar. It's rare that we have to tell someone no or turn them away. The drinks are good too. I got a great Manhattan there, and I loved it. Was I like my Manhattan to be sweet, kind of yeah. like I am? Um, <laughs> and it was, and it was, it was. I had a great drink over there, so um, drink menu pretty good too. Yeah, we've got yeah. a great. Uh, this uh, fellow Loomer puts together put together the cocktail list. He did a great job. We've got, I think. I don't know, 17 or 18 beers on draft. I mean, the restaurant ultimately is is a very selfish expression of everything that I love. <laughs> Cocktails, <laughs> beers, fried chicken, fried chicken, great music, fried chicken, yeah. pimento cheese, yeah, exactly. crackers. Yeah. yeah, good tunes. You know, I bought a friend of mine was visiting from uh from Denmark and he that you know, I've known him for years and we were we were there after hours throwing darts, eating some food one night and he's like, Man, this is this is like hanging out in your garage. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right, Chris. Well thanks for being here on Extra Sauce and we'll see you at Lily Peace. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, Courtney, not bad. First show. Not bad. I feel, I feel pretty good. We'll be back next Saturday with another edition of Extra Sauce. However, if you want to take a look at the food that we got to eat that you didn't get to eat, then make sure you search. <laughs> Humble brag. The, the, you can search the hashtag uh, Extra, Extra Sauce. Extra Sauce, W-E-E-I. Okay. I'm posting some stuff on, uh, we just posted stuff. I posted some stuff on my Twitter. 
Greg's supposed to post some stuff on I'll his Twitter, it. but he might it. just retweet it. No, I'll probably put it on Instagram. Okay, yeah. Greg Hill, W-E-E-I. Oh, yeah. Greg's yeah. all about, you're all about the uh, the food instas. Well, I, why not? Yeah, I mean, he's, what like, else do I have? Greg I have a boring is, life. Like, Greg, all, I, all I can post is me eating. What I don't have anything, or watching Dateline. Like, uh, what else What else would I post Greg, Greg's life is really just all about um, his morning show, uh, it's, uh, it's, pr- it's, protecting himself from the coronavirus. Yeah, it's just about Not work. eating bat soup. <laughs> yeah, no. And, you know, and really good food in Boston. <laughs> yeah, right. That's just that, that's that's what your life's all about. And listen, I, and I'm staying away from the squirrels too. Like no squirrels. Uh, was uh, that this, not like uh, the most? <laughs> was that not the most like horrific thing for me? Like him sitting there and talking in great detail about how he loves to eat squirrel. And I'm like, I'm just thinking about like the little squirrel hand. Like, does he cut no. it off and like tickle no. his kids at night? <laughs> all right. <laughs> does he use it as a bat? Matt Light, I need to know. Matt Light Foundation, do you use the squirrel hand as like a back scratcher? Yeah, all right. Well, on that note, on that note, um, we're going to say goodbye. I will be back Monday morning with the Greg Hill Show here at WEEI, and Courtney and I will be back next week with another edition of Extra Sauce.